0: This summer, from TSDJA Productions and JJ2E Media, comes the full-length horror audio drama, The Camping Trip. This anthology tells three tales that span the decades and unveil vengeful mysteries long forgotten, but ultimately connect to a present-day story. This fully produced audio experience takes you along as three young scouts and their troop leaders spend the last night of their weekend getaway around the fire. And what's a night in the woods without campfire stories? When you go to tsdjaproductions.bandcamp.com and buy the camping trip, you'll receive over two hours of content Including the very first bonus episode of the Nerd Blitz with Doom and Fitz podcast. You won't want to miss a moment of the camping trip. Written, edited, directed, and performed by at Fitzman73 and at the Scooby Doom. Available now.
1: Doom and Fitz, I'm Doom,
2: and I'm. Who am wait? Who am I? I'm Fitz. That's right. I forgot who I was for a
1: minute. That's correct. And let's just address at the top that like we've had a short break, right?
2: Well, I wouldn't call it short, but yeah, a break.
1: And I know this is difficult to talk about, but the reason is because, and I know you've forgotten your name, but it's because you've come back as Fitz with tits. So I want to know how is your transition going.
2: It's all right. I mean, I'm drier than I thought it would be, so it's kind of uncomfortable. Uh, but, you know, us ladies have to, like, deal with that kind of shit. You wouldn't understand.
1: Yeah. No, no. So I'm glad you handled that better than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> you just rolled with it. That yeah. good.
2: Yeah, no that, was, no, that was fine. I thought it was going to be really fucked up the way you were acting. Oh, no, no, no.
1: It's been three months, cocksucker. My barometer's off.
2: Yeah. No, it's been it's been a while. Been a while. We're back at it tonight. Trying to be. But yeah, 2020 has not been fun. The very end of 2019, like literally the very end was not very fun, and then we rolled right into some more shitstorm. So, I haven't really felt like doing much of anything.
1: I don't want to deal with you, fatty. <laughs> no. Fair enough? No, but <laughs> No, I know.
2: Family is like a more higher priority all of a sudden.
1: No, I know. I get it. And I mean, we, we had this conversation before that like when all the shit was going on for me and I've been trying my best to not put any pressure on you, Yeah. but it's like when dad died, it was like, I, I need some time. And you were like, no, no, I get it. Yeah. And it's like two weeks though. I was like, you ready? And you're like, oh no, we had stuff planned. I thought it would take you a little bit longer. And I was like, "Uh, no, I I need something.
2: Meanwhile, me at two weeks was like, I still can't get out of bed.
1: Well, yeah, but...
2: I'm still high as fuck on Xanax and whiskey.
1: That's a good combo, right?
2: Yeah. No, I wasn't drinking Recommended. whiskey. Recommended. I'm not that stupid.
1: But yeah, like I said to you then, it was like, I'm not trying to be a pushy asshole. I swear to Christ, I'm not. No, I know. But I I felt like you might need something to look forward to because I remember in those days after everything was going on where it was just like, everything fucking sucks.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, for for sure. And I, I mean, I know that yeah it's just for me in the in the in the worst of it was like making myself do anything was yeah. difficult like it's not that i wasn't looking forward to it or that i didn't want to do it and have something fun it was like it's like i just can't do it i feel guilty doing anything fun i can't yeah you know what i mean
1: yeah no i, I get it because like if you would have said i mean it's hard to explain but like In that first week, if you'd have been like, you want to go now? I'd have been like, what are you, fucking retarded? (laughs) But at the same time, like I said, after two weeks of it, it's like, I need something. I've got to have something to fucking look forward to.
2: Right. Well, and there was a lot of waiting for me. There was a lot of waiting going on. So now that things are finally moving forward, then I feel like, you know, it feels a little better, more normal, or not normal, but...
1: Well, now that you have at least a plan.
2: Yeah, I feel like I can breathe a little bit and yeah do other things other than sit and stew about what's gonna happen
1: yeah well like i said you've got a plan and i'm sorry everybody that we're being vague but that's just yeah how shit's gotta be yeah but at least you've got a plan and you've got a goal it's not just like well this fucking sucks doesn't it
2: Mm-hmm. yeah now we have a plan and a goal and we can say this fucking sucks
1: <laughs> yeah you've got all three and it's not just one where it's like sucks doesn't it Mm-hmm. right on yeah, it's, we'll f- it's it so
2: weird because it's like none of this. I'm like, I've never done any of this before. I've never had to oh, deal yeah. with any of this shit before. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what's new with you? Because as we said, nothing's changed at my house. So everything's well, exactly as it was in in middle of the December. Everything's exactly the same.
1: Well, I mean, it has given you time. Because, I mean, like recording, that's difficult because it's like we need an hour at least, you know. Right, right. To do that. But it has given you time to, like, work on Toy Chest. That's true. Which... Somebody was asking me the other day, I was like, so what, like is fits what's going on there and i was like well i mean they were like are you guys back to recording? i was like not yet and they're like but he's doing toy chest and i was like well because he can take fucking five minutes and write a paragraph right at a time he can write you know over two days he can write take an hour to write a paragraph where it's like no we need an hour to record an episode and then it takes hours to cut it and they were like that makes sense
2: yeah yeah the cutting is the worst part that fucking takes forever
1: if we weren't such fucking tightwads about it it would be easy here, but we don't want to put out uh uh right you know what i mean right because you know since we've been doing this and i have stepped up on the cutting mm-hmm. i listen to other pods and it's like why the fuck are you doing this right where they will leave like five to ten seconds of nothing where they're just thinking and it's like you gotta be fucking shitting me come on somebody cut something
2: right and sometimes it feels natural and organic and sometimes it's like uh Tighten it up it's a little.
1: rare that it feels natural and organic. It feels fucking painful most of the time.
2: Right. So yeah. Yeah. So one of my escapes from dealing with what's going on is uh,
1: playing with many men.
2: Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> I um. Well, I mean, before all this started, we cleaned out the basement so we could get a drain put in down here, right? Mm-hmm. And so the basement is just totally fucked. It's just been. I mean, it's still pretty much in the same condition it was when they put the drain in. <laughs> Like, nothing has been put back. We do have a new washer and dryer, though, because our washer and dryer blew the fuck up, so... Oh,
1: so you've had even more fun shit happening.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that that happened in the middle of, like, right after Christmas, right before the real bad shit started. Oh. Yeah, so...
1: Well... I mean, you want to trade washer and dryer stories. Ma was doing laundry one night, and she goes, um, we've got a problem. I went, what? She said, the filter block thing on the dryer's full. And I was like, "To what? So I had to fucking unhook that, clean it out. I pulled two socks that were stuck in the corners of our exhaust pipe thing on it. Oh, my God. I know. But also, as we were getting done with it, I was like, hey, you know this exhaust pipe is split open? She went, what? (laughs) So I was like... Yeah, let's get the tape. So I had to bind that with fucking foil tape. Nice. So, you know, awesome shit's happening everywhere, everybody.
2: Yeah, for sure. But so, yeah, so one of the things that once I was able to get out of bed and not want to jump off a fucking building, one of the things I was trying to do was come down here and organize shit and start getting it. Like what we want to do is take all of our boxed up stuff and put them all in uniform boxes because it's all in like mm-hmm. mismatched old totes and bullshit and it looks fucking terrible so oh, yeah. what i wanted to do was take all this stuff and put it in boxes that all look the same so the first thing i did of course was start organizing my toys <laughs> <laughs> so that's what i've been doing so that's been kind of fun and while i was doing that i was like you know I, I, this is fun i should i should go back to toy chest because i kept i kept finding stuff that was like oh i want to do a toy chest on this that i remembered i had all this other stuff backed up on deck that i had mm-hmm. taken pictures of and got ready to go like and then just never did anything with it and then when i posted that first one i realized it was like almost exactly a year ago that i started writing that one
1: i think it was like a year and a week yeah
2: (laughs) i know i was like oh shit it's been a year already
1: well before shit had started going like super crazy for you like Mm. right before christmas i was like you know what every two weeks might be a bit much but i was gonna say how about you try to do that, like, monthly at least?
2: Yeah, I could.
1: And I told you that, and you were like, you know, I'd been thinking about it a lot, too. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, but I, again, I didn't want to be like a dick. And be like, yeah, 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 fuck all that other shit. Toys, dude, mm-hmm. toys.
2: So I've been, been going through all my G.I. Joes. I, I got repair supplies to re- repair the rubber bands in them and stuff. Because a bunch of them, the rubber bands were all hard and stretched out and busted. And so I've been fixing those. And
1: <laughs> Like that little, little fucker from the fucking Pixar short.
2: Kinda. <laughs> and then I, like, got little, uh, like, Starcase boxes to put them in. Put each individual one in, you know, so they're not banging against Because they've been in a shoebox since I moved 1988 or 89.
1: Holy fuck beans.
2: Yeah. And so I, like, packaged them up more nicely and put all their guns and shit that I have, figured out what goes with what, and put them all together. and Which led me to find these fucking super cool-ass books by, uh... I forgot the guy's name, Mark Belemo, or something like that. And it's okay. uh, the complete guide to G.I. Joe. And then he also has one for Transformers and Star Wars. So I ended up buying all three of those books. And they go through, he goes through every figure or car or vehicle or whatever, year by year in the toy line and has mm-hmm. them all pictured and describes them and has little anecdotes about how they were made and stuff. And it shows you all their parts and... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: This is a robot dick. Uh,
2: especially their naughty ones.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's been fun, enjoyable. <laughs>
1: Looking at robot dicks. Yeah,
2: and so I've, <laughs> uh, uh, so I've actually been building little dividers and stuff to go in these plastic hefty boxes, so that they have yeah. their own little compartments and they don't slide around and bang into each other. And with their robot dicks, <laughs> I don't want any more little transformers. <laughs> They multiply like rabbits
1: this is a bumblebee prime mm-hmm. that's not natural
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so th- so during the course of all that and going through some of these other boxes of miscellaneous things, you know, I've rediscovered things that I've totally fucking forgot were boxed up down here.
1: Dun, 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 dun. Well, that's right. I dun, dun, showed dun. you those,
2: those old Kenner, dun, dun, Indiana Jones dun, dun, dun. figures and
1: fucking A.
2: So I told you, I was like, I'm finding all kinds of new shit for toy chests. So there's like, I found at least five different lines of toys that are down here that I had forgotten were down here. Because so far, it's only been G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Star Wars is all I've done.
1: I was going to say, what you told me was, I was so afraid it was just going to be cycling through Star Wars, G.I. Joe, and Transformers. Star Mm -hmm. Wars, G.I. Joe, Transformers.
2: Yeah, well, guess what? It's not.
1: There's going to be five Indiana Jones posts,
2: (laughs) Mm so... No problem. Maybe more than that eventually. But there's... I found some Clash of the Titans figures. I found a bunch of my mask cars and figures. I found... I have two Tron figures. My Voltron is down here. Battlestar Galactica? Yeah, I have one Battlestar Galactica toy from back when.
1: Didn't you say you had some Robotech stuff?
2: No, I never did get any of that, really. Oh, I thought you did. No. No, you might have been thinking of Voltron.
1: I don't know. It's all fucking robot bullshit to me.
2: Right. Right. Well, it's not so much robot bullshit after I told you last night I was reading that Transformers book and discovered some things I didn't know, which is I knew that they made them out of Takara toys from Japan. But what I didn't know was I assumed that Hasbro named all of the characters and, you know, gave them like little backstory because they all had like tech spec cards on them. They had little backstories and personality profiles right. on the box, you know. I assumed it was like Hasbro was did all that.
1: Yeah, some fucking low asshole intern being like, nah, make up a name for this little backstory.
2: Yeah, kind of something like that, but it turns out like they did it the way they were doing G.I. Joe where they they had a comic book and a cartoon and the toy line and fancy commercials, which I knew that but I didn't realize it was actually the people at Marvel that gave them all their names and their backstories. And like they did that when they were coming up with the comic book, you know, like very early in the process. I thought right. the comic book came later. So first person that Jim Shooter hired was uh Danny O'Neill.
1: What? what?
2: Yeah. To write a treatment for this transformer shit. And it says like, he just didn't get it <laughs> and his treatment was fucking garbage. And so they were like, nah, pass. And they dumped everything out of his treatment and started over except the name of the Autobot leader. So, Fucking Danny O'Neil named Optimus Prime. Isn't that crazy.
1: Girl. Yeah, I about shit a brick when you said that last night. Yeah.
2: So then Jim Shooter wrote The Treatment and basically came up with Cybertron and the the war between the Autobots and Decepticons and all that kind of shit.
1: Which I gave, or I'm going to give you, uh, Alex Irvine wrote two novels that are detailing all of that. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, you showed me those, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And then the other guy, I don't even know how you say his name, but it's spelt like Budiansky or something Inski. He was the writer on the comic. He actually wrote just like Larry Hama did. He wrote all the tech specs for the Transformers and the comic book. So pretty much all the names were made up by him. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I never really knew that.
1: Yeah, I didn't know like fucking Shooter was involved or Denny O'Neill.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no no idea that Marvel was that. Because it's weird, like, the Marvel comic is, like, completely different than the cartoon, which is pretty much true of the G.I. Joe, too. The cartoon and the comic don't necessarily follow the same continuity yeah. or even the same style, really. But it's it's weird. Like, they're the opposites for me. So Transformers, I always like the cartoon way better than the comic book. But G.I. Joe, to me, the comic book was tits, and the cartoon was lame and ridiculous. Okay. So they were, like, backwards. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I followed you. I was trying to figure out how to pronounce that fucker's name. I would I would go with
2: Budinski. I know. It's weird. It's... Yeah, I don't know.
1: It's like B-U-D-I-A-N-S-K-Y. Yeah. So, yeah, fuck, I don't know. Yeah. The guy who did this thing.
2: Yeah. They, they said he... He did—I don't know if he wrote the comic this whole time, but he created the name and the personality in the background for every Transformer released between the first wave and late 83 all the way to 89— so, like, all those oh, fuckers he made
1: up. Fuck yeah.
2: So, I mean, he was like the Larry Hama of Transformers.
1: So, I wonder if that's the fucker because I remember, I think, IDW a few years ago wrote a sequel series to the old Marvel comics oh, yeah follow it up, and I I think it was the same writer. I bet it was. I bet it was that guy. I'm doing this upside down because my phone's on the charger and I'm trying to fucking figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, asswipe. Was it Steven, you said? I think. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. No. This is a classy who went to Harvard? Hmm. <laughs> what
2: are you saying, Buddy inski couldn't have went to Harvard?
1: Um, not the Transformers one. Oh, because this dude's got the same last name. His name's Stephen. Oh, <laughs> that name. I get you.
2: I got you. But the good news is for everybody that I uncovered my muddy whale.
1: Do you ever clean your muddy whale? It's actually not that dirty.
2: It's actually cleaner than you would think.
1: Oh, it's Bob. Oh, Bob. Whoa, this dude looks like... Uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? Oh, fuck, what is that guy? Hold on. He looks like a famous comic book writer.
2: Here, let me look. Yeah, he looks like Bob Budiansky.
1: <laughs> no, I said famous. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> well, they even say that in that book is like, it's a shame that this guy gets no credit for... Like, nobody knows who this guy is. Yeah. And he's made this, you know, one of the biggest franchises in...
1: Uh, who does he look like? You see what I mean, though, right? No. No?
2: Not really. I don't. He doesn't look like anybody to me.
1: Oh. Uh, okay. Well, I can't think of the fucker's name anyway, so.
2: Well, I'm just saying. I probably don't. I just don't probably know the guy that you're talking about that he looks like.
1: No, I'm sure you know him. It's, there's a famous comic writer who's got, like, sort of the same hair. He's really fucking thin and got glasses like that.
2: It's not Danny Fingeroth, is it? No. No. They have similar hair.
1: Okay. I, I don't I can't think of who the fucker's name is, so
2: I'm telling you, you're thinking of Bob Budiansky.
1: I definitely am not, because I didn't know his fucking name until I looked him
2: up. Budiensky.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that was his name in like fucking college and he hated mm-hmm. it so much and he's like, Fuck all y'all, I'm gonna get famous making Transformers.
2: Mm-hmm. Transvestites, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about, buddy? Insky?
1: <laughs> Ooh.
2: and then the alpha betas pour beer on his head and throw him in the pool,
1: pickle up his ass and everything. Mm-hmm. What, huh? Why'd you go there? I don't, I don't know.
2: Now we're gonna do stair diving.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's call 911 in like six hours.
2: Yeah, you ever seen Revenge of the Nerds? Uh,
1: that's one of those movies that I saw when I was really little, and it's was like, I don't fucking get it. I
2: don't know why, but I woke up this morning thinking about that movie.
1: But... Uh, I have no idea.
2: Yeah, it was weird.
1: I mean, I know the fucking nerds thing from it. Well, sure. Everybody does, so yeah. Yeah. I, that's the only reference I have. Anything else you say, I'm like, wow. Yeah.
2: Something it might have been that I just read something fucked up the other day. Uh, I think it was like on TMZ. They always have that, remember them type things where they show you a picture and then they show you the actor now.
1: Yeah. And you can see the needles poking out.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So they have a, they had one that was for, um, revenge of the nerds. Okay. Okay. So they had Takashi, the Japanese dude. Um,
1: I gathered that much.
2: Well, yeah, okay. But he was like a <laughs> Japanese exchange student or something. He,
1: He's a wasp.
2: Yeah, he spoke really broken English. Apparently he was the voice of Leonardo in the very first the Ninja Turtles movie from like 1990. Okay. He did the voiceover
1: for that. I was okay. like, that's fucking weird and random. He was hot off the fucking nerd shit. And they're like, we got some nerd shit for I, you. I guess so. I, I i had an idea of where to take that and i lost it mm. i've been real scatterbrained lately yeah me too yeah oh i um started reading a star trek book did you yeah which one that one with the pecker-faced fucker
2: with the pecker-faced fucker
1: yeah ghost walker he's got the little beak get it pecker
2: ghost walker yeah i don't it's know the One, what of that ones one is. you gave me oh okay i got you one of the ones the from the con. I was, well, I don't yeah, know. I was thinking, think I don't know what I was thinking of. because I, I was thinking of a newer book or something.
1: Oh, no, I haven't been able to get any of the newer books yet. Although, I don't know if it's the one I gave you, but you know that, I know I've showed it to you, it's the Rings of Time, I think, mm-hmm. written by... Uh, Greg Cox. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read that later this year because it takes place half of it this year. That's fucked up.
2: Oh, really? <laughs>
1: yeah, like June 28th of 2020 is when it starts. And I was like, well, I guess I'll fucking start that June 28th, 2020 then. Hmm. That won't be fucked up. It'd be like, 10 years ago, you were fucking wrong, Mr. Cox. <laughs>
2: Or not. Maybe it's just time travel, and that's why it starts in 2020.
1: Oh, no, there is. There's some kind of fucking temporal bullshit. They run across the probe, and somehow mm-hmm. it pulls Kirk back to 2020. and He dies of you coronavirus. Know. Exactly. Gotcha. And they're like, oh, he should have washed his hands. Damn. He should have quit fucking fingering his eyeballs and his tongue. Mm-hmm. Did you see that fucking video of that dumb bitch from California where she's like, don't touch your face, don't touch your eyes, nose, or throat? And behind her, there's some broad fucking petting her hair and shit and then she goes and slobbers on her finger to turn a page and it's like yeah take your fucking advice bitch what no I've never seen that you didn't see that no what, it I didn't just see just that it just happened oh, Yeah. no It's like a 30 second video and everybody cuts out like five seconds of it where she says this and then looks down and then licks her finger to turn the page. Yeah. But just watch the whole thing because seeing it in context in the order it happened like real time.
2: Yeah. It's even crazier.
1: It is. It's fucking stunning that she's like, avoid touching your face. Do not (laughs) touch your eyes, your nose, your mouth. Hmm. And it's like. What?
2: Must be Ooh la la. The nominee for the head of the CDC.
1: No shit. I've never understood that, why people fucking slobber on their hands to turn a page anyway. I think I've bitched about this before, but it's so fucking gross.
2: Yeah, it is gross. I hate it. I've had to do it once or twice, like on pages that are real sticky. Ew, that didn't sound right.
1: <laughs> what are you reading?
2: That didn't sound right. I meant pages that stick, well, you know what I'm saying.
1: A penthouse forum that's been around a prison for a couple months? Mm-hmm. <laughs> prison it was in my bedroom Ew. oh
2: so go on here's okay so <laughs> we're gonna do some like real talk here Uh oh this may have to be cut i'm not sure my
1: ceiling looks like a jackson pollock help
2: no but so one of the things when i was putting all these gi joe's together is it's been driving me absolutely fruit okay i cannot find all of my file cards for these figures
1: oh yes i know
2: like i had I have the file cards for every fucking one of these things in a stack with a rubber band around them, and I have no idea where they went.
1: Which, you know, I don't understand either because you took a picture of a couple of the ones that you... They're on the site. You took pictures of them.
2: No, I got those off the internet. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just got a stock Everybody... picture off the internet of them. Gotcha. Yeah. But... So I can't find those, right? And I'm also also—I'm okay. also missing a Storm Shadow, a 1988 Storm Shadow, and like two other figures that I can't fucking find. Now, what the fuck? Okay? Okay. All this shit was in a shoebox. Where the fuck are these other figures at? And the the Storm Shadow was actually one that I was repairing before I bought this house. So, when I was still living at my mom and dad's house. Okay. Okay. So, I'm thinking it's got to be over there somewhere, right? So, it's probably in a, wherever this, all the other shit is, right?
1: Oh, God. I hope this doesn't go where I think it's so going.
2: So, it's been tearing apart my house, tearing apart my parents' house looking for this shit, okay? Well, I found this one tub in their basement that was all of my dad's shit. Oh, God. No, no. It doesn't, it doesn't get, doesn't get too weird. Okay. But it had like, <laughs> it's got like baseball cards and like, some,
1: I started getting really scared, dude.
2: <laughs> no, no. It's got some like, some baseball cards and like a taxidermied little baby ass alligator that he got in florida when he was a kid
1: taxidermy the little babies
2: yeah and uh like some (laughs) of his some of his navy stuff some like he has a couple signed football pictures and stuff like that in there well i got to the bottom of the tub
1: and it starts going (laughs) no 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 no
2: no 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 but i moved something out of the way and i was like (gasps) oh so when i was like 15 14 15 we uh my cousin, one day we were over there, and he was like, dude, come here. So I went on the washroom side of his basement where the wash and dryer was, and up in the ceiling, up in the rafters, uh-huh. he had found all of his dad's old gallery magazines. Oh. Okay? I was like, oh my god, that's so fucked up. And uh, so, of course, we stayed up all night reading gallery magazine. Anyway, cut to a couple weeks later, and I'm like, I wonder if my dad's got any of this kind of shit around the house. I started <laughs> looking around in the basement, and I found... A paper bag full of Playboys from 1973, the year that I was born. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. And I was like, oh my God. And they were so cool because they were old as fuck. I mean, they were probably 15 years old at that point. Yeah. Well, obviously, because that was the year I was born. Anyway, <laughs> cut to a few years <laughs> later, they disappeared. They were gone. I don't know if you figured out that I had found them or what, but... I assumed he threw them away. Mm -hmm. They were in the bottom of this tub that I was going through.
1: Gotcha. And
2: I was like, oh my God, it's my birthright. (laughs) 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 So so when he's gone up taking those motherfuckers
1: back... (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't sneak them out like you're fucking 13 years old going to the woods or something. Oh,
2: I should have. I should have. I should have. He would have never fucking known, dude.
1: I know. I'm thinking like you put him up your shirt and you're like, oh, I got a stomachache, Dad, and I only poop in my house. I gotta go.
2: <laughs> it was funny because they were in a they were in a paper bag with a underneath a bunch of uh, Missouri conservationists. When I found him, I was like, I was like, why do they have a bag full of old Missouri conservationist magazines? That's so fucking weird. And then I dug through them a little bit and I was like, oh.
1: dude, I just had a weird fucking scene play out in my head where like you're holding your stomach, being like, I can only poop in my house. I gotta go. You slam the door and your dad's like, looks at your mom and he's like, that's your boy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he goes, oh my God, I better go check that tub. <laughs> I've seen that look before.
1: Wasn't he just digging in the basement? Yes. <laughs>
2: But other than that, I didn't find anything. I didn't find none of my shit.
1: Well, you did.
2: Well, yeah, but... (laughs) So I guess I'm going to end up having to pay to replace those bit by bit, I guess. Yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to find them. It's really fucking annoys me
1: did diddy bow steal him just to fuck with you
2: you know i think her kid might have taken the figures
1: Ooh, the plot thickens
2: i have not openly accused anyone yet but i know That's such
1: a fucking typical dude reaction something goes missing is like the motherfucker stole it i know they did <laughs> yeah
2: no i don't think he stole it but well he he did he did used to take stuff from my like because i i had stuff at my mom's house for like a long time that i never never brought over here yeah. i just never cleaned out my stuff some of it so he he would find stuff all the time because he'd just go through shit in the basement like whatever like when he was like four five six seven so i'm, I'm sure I've, I've seen him with some of my stuff before and i was like oh that's fine you can play with it no i don't care but sometimes sticky fingers takes things home mm-hmm. and then they never come back so i'm thinking there may have been <laughs> you're
1: thinking you better get a hold of those magazines while you can <laughs> no shit
2: <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> so i may have to go home up and ransack his bedroom one of these days Get out of my fucking way, kid.
1: Yeah, no shit. He'd be like, where's my Playboys? And he's like, huh?
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, t- I'm not worried about your Playboys. I'm worried about my toys.
1: <laughs> I said play toys. Shut up.
2: Mm-hmm. But yeah, but the cards, I don't know where they could possibly be. I'm sure he wouldn't have taken those. Because, I mean, yeah. well, what the fuck would he would do with those? Burn them. Maybe probably.
1: <laughs> like, I'll get back at you, you old fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Toy Chest is...
2: Reinvigorated.
1: Alive and... Wellish, yeah
2: but again like i said it's when i have time and am not completely being crushed by the weight of the world yeah when i have time to like actually enjoy myself i might write some stuff
1: yeah like i said the goal is to try and do it monthly ish
2: yeah speaking of coronavirus I fucking went and visited my dad in at the hospital today yeah i ain't to touch shit <laughs> <laughs> my hands were in my pockets the whole fucking time.
1: you kick a nurse and be like, open the door.
2: Uh-huh. I did. I was like, would hit the plate, you know, to make the automatic doors open. I'd hit it with like my elbow. hmm Every button on the elevators, I'd push with my knuckle.
1: Which, you know, that makes no sense. I know it doesn't. They're like... Don't shake hands with anybody. Either bump fists or bump elbows. But what do they tell you? Cough into your elbow.
2: Yeah, so now you're bumping coughed on elbows.
1: Yeah, instead of fucking bumping coughed in snotty hands, you're bumping coughed in snotty elbows. So it's like, what's the fucking point?
2: I guess they figure it's impossible to put your elbow in your mouth. <laughs> like it's anatomically impossible. So it's I not impossible it's
1: okay. to put your elbow in their mouth, though.
2: I don't give a fuck if I put my elbow in his mouth. Fuck him. <laughs> I don't care if he gets okay. my germs.
1: Fuck you, you're in a hospital anyway. And the nurse is like, stop! And you're like, no, fuck off.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, dude, I was touching shit.
1: I don't fucking blame you. I'm fucking, uh-uh. he,
2: dro- he dropped his water bottle on the floor and I picked it up for him and I went and washed my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sorry dude, you're fucked because you're in here but I ain't touching any of this stuff. <laughs>
1: Which, I mean, people are giving people like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson shit because he's like, well, statistically, right. so far, the flu is like 10 times worse than this. Right. And people are like, fuck you, and it's like, well, not fuck him, fuck you, because calm the fuck down. Right. But it's like, no, I get it.
2: Yeah. No, it's definitely, it's definitely like- It's a hoax. <laughs> no. No. It's definitely not. And it's definitely not a joke and it's definitely not something that's like, Oh well fuck it, it's not it's no it's not a big deal. It's a yeah, it's a no, it's a hoax. Definitely. It's definitely a big deal, but it's not, like, these stupid fuckers that are out there buying all the masks and all the, like, come or on. all the toilet paper. Yeah, like, come on, dude. Yeah. That, that's a little excessive.
1: Well, my point in bringing that up, though, is that people are like, you've got to have, like, two to three weeks worth of food. You've got to have two to three weeks worth of all your supplies. And people are going out to, like, fucking Sam's mm-hmm. buying up fucking 64 rolls of shit paper like buying six of those and it's like you're just a cunt
2: Mm -hmm. yeah because they did say like the percentage the fatality or whatever is about the same as seasonal flu Mm -hmm. like yeah a hundred thousand people have gotten it but like two thousand have died You know what I mean? And the rest of them got better. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's scary because it's new and it's highly contagious, but, and there's no vaccine for it, but.
1: Neil deGrasse Tyson was on Colbert last night and he said, this is going to be a great test if people are actually going to pay attention to scientists. And he goes, sure, they're medical professionals, doctors and such, but they're still scientists. Right. He goes, because this, it's nothing if you just listen, if you wash your hands, if you're not washing your hands. Right. Yep, it's that simple. So it's like, yeah, yep. I'm with you, dude.
2: Well, and that's why it's exploded so much on like cruise ships, and exploded so much in like China, and places where mm-hmm. it's not the most hygienic.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah,
1: why the why the fuck are we talking about coronavirus? I have no fucking idea. You brought it up. <laughs> I know. G.I. Joe's are awesome. You know what's not awesome? Coronavirus.
2: hmm G.I. Joe could beat the coronavirus. With
1: one hand tied behind his back. hmm
2: Doc and Lifeline would have fucking fixed up some kind of vaccine by now.
1: I don't know what the fuck you just said, little kid, but you special.
2: Sergeant Slaughter would have drop-kicked it in its fucking nuts. <sighs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Sergeant Slaughter, I want to go back to Star Trek because I've got a lot of that to talk about. Mm -hmm. But speaking of Sergeant Slaughter, let's use that as a jumping off point to talk about WWE for a minute. Have you seen this year's fucking Hall of Fame class? No. It sucks. Donkey balls.
2: Yeah. Did you know Scott Steiner almost died? I did. That's fucked up.
1: And I was like, whoa, he's still alive?
2: Mm hmm. Yeah. I would have thought the steroids would have blown up his heart like 20 years ago. Fucking A. Like he was, he looked like he was at maximum density.
1: I'm surprised he didn't fucking Chris Benoit somebody. That too. Because, like, if he was like, I'm going to kill everybody, mm. Steiner's clearly, like, double dosing. Yeah. But anyway. Speaking of another relic from WCW, the NWO's going into the Hall of Fame, you know, fucking mm-hmm. like Kevin Nash, Scott mm-hmm. Hall, Hogan, and then that little hanger on, Xbox.
2: Yeah, Randy Savage is not going in with them. No, no.
1: But here's the fucked up thing about those four though—they're
2: all already in solo. How come though? He was in—he was in the NWO, wasn't he? Macho Man. Yeah.
1: Fuck if I know. I didn't watch WCW. Oh. I mean, I normally I forget about Hogan because I always think of Scott Hall and Kevin Nash as the big fuckers, and then it's like, oh yeah, Hogan was there, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah,
2: it was. But he's—it was Hall and Nash, and then well, and Sting was in it for a while too.
1: Let's be fucking honest. Everybody in that company everybody except was. Goldberg was in it.
2: Yeah. This is this is true. They did cycle through pretty much everybody.
1: Yeah. But all four of those fuckers are in on their own already, or like I think Hall and Waltman went in last year with DX. So it's like, oh yeah, why the fuck are we putting all these fuckers who've already been in there? But then there's uh, Batista's going in, which is like, hey, that's cool.
2: Yeah, that's that's cool. That's interesting.
1: JBL's going in, which is like, yeah, I mean he was good in his time, but he's really a fucking dick. <laughs> yeah,
2: I was never into him. And
1: then the Bella twin.
2: The Bella twins.
1: Fucking a. What?
2: What, have they been wrestling for five years?
1: Uh, No, well, I mean, collectively, yeah, because they started like 10 years ago, and then they fucked off for a while, and then they came back, and then they got a reality show, and their mom fucked the head of talent relations, and suddenly they were legends. Hmm.
2: (laughs) John (laughs) Cena.
1: Yeah, no shit. I think it was more that their mom married Johnny Ace. Yeah, okay. I know. That made them legends, but whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that was that's a disappointing class this year
2: that sounds like a shitty wow And
1: it's like even if you take away all the jbl shit and you just look at his in-ring career he did some cool shit but it's like him and batista that's fucking nothing than four people who are already in there
2: like that's the best you can do
1: yeah yeah it's Pretty fucking dumb. Wow. And then, again, relics from WCW. Fucking Goldberg, after he concussed himself and shit the bed in a match with Taker over in Saudi Arabia. He's the fucking champion now. Yeah, I
2: know. I saw that. It's weird.
1: And it's like, what? I don't
2: know what they're going for with that, but...
1: I I think the main point of that is, like... Let's get a name that, even though he hasn't been a big deal for, like, 20 years, let's get a name that casuals will recognize. Yeah, but do they?
2: After 20 years, they do like, the kids these days, do they know Goldberg?
1: It's not even kids I don't think that they're going after. They're just trying to get anybody.
2: mm but you know what i'm saying cuz no no i know so let's say in 96 okay when was that was about when raw was starting right 96 ish uh
1: raw started a little bit before that but that's okay. like when the feud started heating up between wwf and wcw so let's say
2: they were like oh well we need a, a name that people recognize so let's get a, a the guy who was the superstar 20 years ago who the fuck was the superstar in 1976 <sighs> fucking who king kong brody yeah. no <laughs> or fucking no
1: you'd have to go back further
2: yeah like andre the giant maybe mm. i mean that's a bad example because everybody knows who andre the giant is but
1: yeah but it would have been like trotting out andre i mean i think he might have been dead at that point too but still i would have been like trotting out andre after he was the hottest thing for a long stretch then went away and then being like, look who's back.
2: Oh, it's that guy from The Princess Bride.
1: A fucking but, <laughs> I mean, Goldberg, he's done like a bunch of car shows and shit on like Speed Channel. Mm-hmm. So at this point, he's almost, it would make more sense if they're like, let's get him in Fast and Furious, then be like, let's put the title on him again.
2: Yeah. Well, it's almost like bringing back The Rock and making him champion or something.
1: Which they fucking did.
2: Yeah. Which honestly makes way more sense than goldberg but yeah not taking anything away from goldberg i loved goldberg when he was wrestling it's just weird yeah. it's just weird that and it, it happens so fast too like it was like
1: you know here you go
2: here's what, a match and here's a second match and now you're the champion
1: well i was gonna say it wasn't even a match and a second match he had that match with taker he shit the bed
2: which was like a year ago
1: uh-huh and then he was gone mm-hmm he put up a tweet being like, I'm sorry if I disappointed people, blah, 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 blah. That's it. Then he came back like a week before that Saudi show and was like, Bray Wyatt, you're next. And it's like, "What? The, where the fuck is the buildup for this, dude?
2: Right. Yeah, where the fuck do you come from?
1: And then he wins the title and Bray's like, I'm going to fight Cena now. And it's like,
2: huh? Right. And they had been building that guy up, right? Yeah. And so they just totally fucking squashed his fucking shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's... Vince
2: does that shit all the time. He's been he's been doing that shit since I watched. In the well, in the...
1: I don't think he's to blame for it because I read a report a couple of weeks ago that says since SmackDown went to Fox, he mm-hmm. hasn't been involved really with that show. Oh i think it's bruce pritchard that's kind of like i hey, now we're over here hey, and over here real fucking A D D oh. and then he's got like this six month feud between roman reigns and baron corbin that people are like just fucking end it already please yeah and they're like one more match and it's like for fuck's sake end it right and then they're like now it's gonna be falls count anywhere in a baseball stadium and people are like okay fucking end it and then they're like nope one more time in a cage and it's like you motherfuckers just end it
2: was Bruce Pritchard, was he, has he been the booker since like the two thousands, since the early two thousands? No. No. Oh, because then I was just gonna blame him. But I
1: mean, he has come and gone.
2: Yeah. But just, it just seems like that's the kind of shit that WWE does all the time. They
1: do, yeah. Is they, no doubt about they, that. They
2: build up some young guy, and then they fucking let Ric Flair come in and beat his ass or something.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, Kofi. Yeah. Kofi had the title. He went for, like, six months or something with the title. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, fucking Brock beat him. He fucked off to Raw, and it's like, do rematch clauses not exist anymore?
2: Mm-hmm right
1: I tweeted that once and somebody on that doesn't follow me I didn't follow them they were like yeah no they got rid of that a while back and I was like okay Hmm. so yeah that was fucking dumb but
2: Hmm. yeah it's just weird when they Mm -hmm. it just always feels like they're not they don't let younger people they don't make new stars really I mean, they kind of do, but not like, not legendary stars. You know what I'm saying?
1: The last one they made was Cena. Right. But see, a lot of that, I think, is Brock Lesnar's fault. Because he came in, Vince pushed him fucking
2: hard. Oh, right. And then he fucked off to UFC. Uh
1: Uh-huh. And then after that, for a while, nobody became a star except Cena and Orton. Yeah. And there was talk that people were like, why does Vince rely on all these old guys? And it's like, because...
2: They're loyal.
1: Yeah. Yeah loyalty that's all it is yeah because like
2: which there's something to be said for that
1: yeah but it's like once they're fucking mid-50s and decrepit it's like you you gotta do something
2: right when they can't pick up a 200 pound man and slam him anymore without dropping him on his neck
1: Mm -hmm. it's
2: probably time to put him out to pasture
1: in fairness, though, they've got some young guys that can't do that either, so... No,
2: that, this is true.
1: But, yeah, it's like, you've got to take some chances or you're going to be done soon, dude. Yeah. But, and then, see, there's guys like Cena, which people give him shit because, like, he's kind of stepped away a bit. hmm But I... Give him a lot of credit because he learned fucking Mandarin to help the company expand into China. Damn. He was on, I want to say like Stone Cold podcast or something. He was like, what are you up to these days? And he goes, well, right now I'm learning Mandarin because we're trying to expand into China. And Austin was like, wait, what? So, and like, yeah, he's gone off and he's doing movies and shit, but he's not like Dwayne where people are like, so wrestling. And he's like, no, that's behind me. Mm. So I give him a lot of credit for being like, I may not be there all the time, but it's still a part of me, you know? Yeah. But still, it's like, you can't fucking rely on Cena either because dude's been doing it for almost 20 years now. Right. I think it's like 17 years. So, yeah. I don't know, but I watched SmackDown last night and they've got this tag team called Heavy Machinery. They were fucking impressive. They did a gauntlet match. Mm -hmm. They were in the fucker for like 50 minutes. And these are two fucking heavy, chunky fuckers Hmm. that they've been doing mostly comedy shit with. But it's like, you sold me last night. Yeah. So.
2: Hmm. Yeah. But it's like, I would compare it to and you're you're not going to understand this but in baseball like the teams that develop their farm system Mm -hmm. and develop young pitchers from the ground up yeah and then when they're ready they come up to the major leagues and then they're fucking superstars and they like yeah you know that's the way you're supposed to do it but a lot of teams don't do that they'll just they'll just trade away a bunch of people for an established good player and not yeah not put in the time you know Mm -hmm. and uh it's kind of the same thing i think it kind of feels the same
1: well, I mean, these days it was it used to be like that with wrestling when they had the territories. Yeah. Because you'd have a fucker, he would work a while in Tennessee and then they'd be like, We got nothing else for you. You've went through everybody. So he'd go up to fucking some other territory up the names are fucking escaping me now, and then they'd go to like Japan or something or Germany or whatever the fuck. Then they'd come back to like Tennessee and then they'd go to New York and they'd have all this fucking experience. There's really no place like that anymore. I mean, you've got these little rinky dink shithole promotions throughout the country, but it's like if you watch some of the tape on these companies, oh, they're, it's like they're not- not oh. good, yeah. Uh-uh backyard wrestling looks safer yeah because I saw this one this fucker he was doing some wrestling podcast and he was talking about this company he was working with Mm -hmm. and they're like go check out this match go check out this match he did and I went and it's like "All right, it's a weird goofy comedy match but you see this fucker goes to do a back body drop Mm -hmm. and he almost hits the fucking ventilation system for the building they're in
2: oh god
1: that's how fucking short the
2: here it's in somebody's basement
1: yeah it's what it looks like
2: it's like in that basement of a house
1: It looks like they're in the boiler room of a fucking old creepy school or something where they give you just enough room to walk through it, Mm -hmm. and you maybe need a stepladder to fucking change a light bulb. That's what it looked like, and it's like fuck that
2: yeah crazy
1: but i mean you talk about that then you've got a company like aew that's this new company that started yeah they do the exact same shit like jericho was there and oh, he won yeah, their yeah. title which i understand jericho's a different case like he can still actually fucking go yeah but at the same time is
2: aew the one that's eric bischoff no no oh
1: uh i don't think he's really involved anymore
2: it, with anything i thought i just saw him in something doing something
1: i think he was in charge of smackdown for a while oh okay and then they were like dude it's not working mm-hmm. but i know he was working with tna which is impact now him and hogan when hogan was there like a decade ago
2: oh that may that's that that's probably what i'm thinking of that was a long time ago though yeah it was basically wcw part two
1: uh yeah but like AEW, everybody gives sh- vent shit for relying on old stars and giving old stars titles and shit. And they'll specifically say somebody who's like been working for the company or been a big star for 20 plus years. And I'm like, so Jericho <laughs> fucking it's OK when AEW does it. But when WWE does it, it's shit it's like I don't fucking get y'all. Mm
2: hmm yeah it's weird
1: it seems like a problem that every company goes through because like you just said tna did it and it was like wcw too.
2: yeah and i get it i get it especially with their first starting because nobody knows who fucking AEW is true why are you gonna watch that with a bunch of people you don't know so you get you get a name or two and then but eventually you got to move on you can't have tna or whatever was like yeah it was like hogan and it was like the nwo but like, was Hogan, but like forever. It was Hogan.
1: Sting. It was yeah. Flair. It was all of those guys who were huge and fucking WCW.
2: Yeah. But then it was like nobody else.
1: I mean, they made some of their own stars, but they really did seem to give more of a fuck about the old guys.
2: Right. So that, that's that what I'm they saying. they
1: didn't even fucking make.
2: Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. You got to move no, on yeah. at some point. You can use them for a launch pad, but at some point you got to, you got to make your own, you know, you got to make new shit.
1: Yeah. And see a lot of those guys that were in TNA, they're yeah. in WCW. WWE now in fact one of them is going to be facing taker this year at mania who that? some tna trash high ovl some tna trash named aj styles oh god i know right okay <laughs> like i said they the fucking names now it's like bill smith mm-hmm. i know yeah, OBL likes AJ Styles. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I called him TNA Trash once, because I think he w- did it, like, a short stint in ROH. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it one night, and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? He seems like some kind of TNA Trash. Well, come to find out, he was like he the was. biggest star in TNA. Yeah, there you go. And I was like, mm, I mean, anywho. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i don't know why i brought that up other than to be like yeah the hall of fame sucks this year but we went all over the place with that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, i did watch that austin interview with taker yeah that was fucking good was it oh fuck yeah i haven't watched any of the other ones because i think he did one with kane he did one with goldberg and he did one with big show and it's like i'm, I'm not a goldberg guy i never was mm. but i'd like to watch the other two yeah i just haven't yet but yeah the fucking taker one was awesome
2: did you did you learn anything new or did you know it all already?
1: Um, well, I mean, he went in a little bit into losing the streak at WrestleMania 30. Oh, did he? Yeah, and he was. He said at one point, he's like, the last thing I remember was early that afternoon. And oh. then after that, I remember nothing until I woke up in the hospital.
2: Right, because he got, he got knocked out or something, right? He got concussed?
1: Yeah, he took a bad bump and it fucking... Fucked him up hardcore.
2: And that's pretty much how it ended the... Mm-hmm. It wasn't supposed to go that way, but...
1: Well, he didn't say that, so it's still not clear if he was supposed to lose the streak. Yeah. Because, like, that match went longer than it was supposed to, because he got his bell rung early. Right. But yeah i'm still not quite sure if he was supposed to lose that night Mm. but he was talking about that and he said in the hospital they would come in every once in a while and be like what's your name what year is it where are you at Mm. and he said the first few times he was like i i don't know and one time they left and he looked over at his wife and he was like come on help me out and she was like no
2: (laughs) come on help me out. you're gonna
1: have to do this on your own and he (laughs) was like damn it so yeah that was a new nugget of information
2: that's pretty scary that's funny what's the um i saw a clip where he was must have been telling a story about taking a phone call and somebody saying is this the undertaker
1: oh yeah that was like when he first debuted with wwe he had had a few conversations with vince and they were Mm -hmm. talking about different ideas and such and he said vince told him he's like well we don't really have anything right now but we'll let you know Mm -hmm. and he said so he was watching the show to get familiarized with what was going on and he goes all of a sudden this egg pops up and they were telling him yeah you're probably gonna debut at survivor series or around there or something like that
2: an egg popped up what are you talking about? an
1: egg popped up on the show they were showing off this big giant fucking egg okay and he said he started being like oh shit i'm gonna be Eggman. i can oh. see it now <laughs> i'm gonna be Eggman. they're gonna have me pop out of this egg and that's it my career there is gonna be over like that because they're gonna be like oh my god it's Eggman!'" Mm-hmm. and he goes I would have nightmares about it. I, I worked myself into such a lather. And he goes, the phone rings, and I was like, oh, it's a New York area code. Mm-hmm. I answered it, and the voice on the other end was Vince. And he goes, Uh, is this The Undertaker? And he goes, that doesn't sound like egg, nothing. And he goes, I thought about it for a second. was like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, this is The Undertaker. <laughs> and Vince was like, ha-ha.
2: He didn't know he was going to be The Undertaker at that point?
1: And not yet, no. Okay, Oh, and they did show, this was fucking awesome, like some old concept art from 1990 Mm -hmm. where they were trying to figure out his look. Mm -hmm. And it's like, ooh, this is fucking fascinating. That's some new shit I'd never seen before.
2: Yeah, was it close to what they ended up with or was there some wild shit? Uh,
1: No, because it was all like, we want this old west mortician so it was all sort of in that vein right okay and i think he said vince told him you need to your hair's already long but just keep letting it go because mm-hmm. he thought let it grow and if they're like yeah cut it we can cut it then and at least i've got an option mm-hmm. but honestly my main takeaway from it was like this is a good two-hour interview but i'm seriously like motherfucker, you need to write a book.
2: Mm, Yeah,
1: I don't give a fuck about your life before if you don't want to talk about that. Just take us through all of these fucking feuds and shit. Take us through all the shit with Sean and all the fucking shit, you know, like where you broke your orbital bone and then all of a sudden you were wearing this weird fucking blue white mask. What? Yeah, he for a while he wore this like skull-looking blue-white mask because he broke his eye socket orbital bone. No shit. Yeah, it was fucked up.
2: Hmm, I don't remember that.
1: But take us through all the fucking injuries and shit.
2: Yeah, no, I'd read that book. Cause I read, I read McFoley's first book and it was fucking fascinating. Oh yeah. It was really good.
1: I would like to read his fucking account of Hell in a Cell. I mean, I've already heard him and Foley both talk about it so many times at this point, but it's like, I don't give a shit. Let me read it. Mm -hmm. Which you should read Foley's other three books
2: oh my god he's written three more
1: Mm-hmm. he wrote another one about his time in wwe then he wrote one as sort of a journal mm-hmm. leading up to a certain match in wwe okay and then the fourth one was when he left wwe how doing commentary there sucks because you'll be calling a match and vince in the back will just switch on your mic and be like fucking say this you piece of shit and switch it off really yeah
2: that's fucked up.
1: And I've listened to like King and Col. Our Lawler and Jr. have podcasts now. Mm-hmm. And Lawler said Jr. used to get that occasionally. He goes, "I never got that." I'm not saying it doesn't happen. He goes, "Cause I know it happens." I never got that though. Oh, the. And he goes, "I think he gave it more to the dude who was on color commentary than he did the play by play." But I don't know and it's like really Hmm. but foley said that was one of the reasons why he left wwe and went to tna because he's like look i don't give a fuck how much you're paying me i don't want to get screamed at
2: right yeah you don't talk to people like that and expect Uh -uh. them to stay around exactly not a grown ass ass man
1: apparently fucking plenty of people he's done it to over the years and they're like yes sir Mm -hmm. and it's like, i don't fucking think so
2: yeah they don't get paid that much
1: No, fuck no. But apparently, like, every once in a while, he'd be like, I'm sorry, just in the heat of the moment. And it's like, fuck you, Grandpa. Mm. Heat of the moment, my nuts. Mm. You did it. You do it every week. Fuck you. No shit. But yeah, and then I think Foley wrote a fifth book about Christmas or some shit, too. Really? But I never got that because it was a limited print run. Oh, Hmm. But yeah, I don't know, because I know they use support writers, too, where it's like they'll interview the fucker and then they fill out the details. Eddie had a book like that where I think some dude interviewed him and then he wrote it out and maybe added a little bit of color to it. But Eddie's book was pretty fucking fascinating. So was Batista's. Hmm. Wrestling books are pretty fucking interesting. Yeah. Because it's a weird sideshow that even now where they do kind of open the curtain... A lot. Mm-hmm. Still fucking fascinating.
2: Yeah, I think I read Stone Cold's book too.
1: Yeah, I read that one. I think I
2: read that one a long time. These were I read these like when they came out. Yeah, like the Mick Foley book was new when I read it. And mm-hmm. I think around the same time I read the the Stone Cold one. The Foley one was way better, though.
1: Yeah, I think Austin... Well, that's because Foley actually wrote it himself. Right. I think Austin has said that a lot of the shit in his is kind of really extrapolated hardcore.
2: Oh, really? It's really embellished?
1: Like A little bit, yeah. Uh, like, I know he said one thing in that book that is real, though. Is like I don't know if you remember the time that he, like, fell into off of like a hay loft into some hay or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he was real that. young and he said when he fell, he screamed like, fuck or shit or something. And his dad or stepdad was like, fuck you say, boy. And he said that was like the first time he ever swore or something. Mm-hmm. I think he said that's pretty much dead on. But a lot well. of the shit, it sounds like they were like, and then Godzilla happened. Or, you know, mm-hmm. and he's read it and been like, I didn't see no Godzilla happen. <laughs> kane's got a book out too yeah that i like I'm, yeah i know i'm scared to read that
2: i'm scared to I read a book too. from him i'm scared to watch too much of him
1: i know because like he was even selling the book being like you want to know what i feel about what's up i'm gonna go and it's like uh, i think we I'm already worry dude
2: I, I think i kind of already know <laughs> and i kind of don't mm-hmm. want to hear about it
1: I, i'm a scared you're gonna say you know who's the greatest president ever and not be like it's fucking washington pff, or lincoln
2: probably accurate <laughs>
1: Go it's with like, the safe answer, dude. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yo,
2: dude, like, just put the mask on and shut the fuck up.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Matter of fact, you can go back to using the fucking I am Kane voice box thing.
2: Mm-hmm. think you need a <laughs> couple more chair shots to the head. think even less clear.
1: Fucking A. A couple bleeps in there because we said he who must not be names named. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I am interested to read that, though, because I want to know what he says about Taker. Mm. But at the same time, I am like, I don't want to get
2: involved yeah i don't want to get into the need of his politics
1: and i mean that's half the point of the book i think
2: i'm sure it so is it's like, it's like half it, propaganda and half
1: well not right. even propaganda it's just like how he transitioned from the ring to politics and it's right like, right that's, that's the not part, part, I don't part care. of your journey i give a fuck about
2: yeah i don't think anybody does
1: well then you'd be surprised but yeah Tell me the part that fucking that book Journey into Darkness covered, but like not fictionalized. Give us the real, that real story, Mm -hmm. which that's a fucking awesome book. I know I told you about it before that Journey into Darkness. It's about the fictional characters of Undertaker and Kane and how they came to WWE and shit. It's a full K-fab book, but with real details of their lives mixed in. It's so fucking good, dude. Hmm. That's something that I've told you before I would love to do for book club.
2: Okay. Yeah. I think that was on our list, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, you know, oh, God, it's so fucking good. Because <laughs> that's like, right, I was back into WWE for a little bit, but that came out at just the perfect time where it's like I was still like mid-teens. Mm-hmm hardcore into this shit and perfect time where it's like i love reading i mean i still do but you know what i mean and they dropped that and i was like oh my fucking god and i read it in one fucking day no shit
2: wow yeah i think i've only ever read one book in a day
1: i've done it with like three that's yeah. about it though and two of them they were like barely 200 pages
2: yeah i think this one was the novelization of friday the 13th
1: do you still have that no nah. Oh, I was gonna say, let me borrow it.
2: No, I have, dude. I had, I had several books that I wish I still have. I don't know what I did with them. I had, oh, okay. I had the novelization of First Blood because First Blood was a book before it was a movie. Mm-hmm. So I had the book for First Blood. I had the novelization of First Blood Part Two. I still have the novelization of Lost Boys. I did keep that oh, one. Oh really? Oh yeah. Wow. That's a valuable fucker too
1: oh yeah surprisingly fucking horror novels and novelizations and shit Mm -hmm. like based on movies and they extrapolated them later Mm -hmm. those are fucking super rare and super fucking valuable
2: yeah i don't think this friday the 13th one was rare or valuable but
1: uh you'd be surprised Mm. because that's what i've learned following these fucking book accounts on Mm -hmm. instagram and twitter horror novels are fucking super valuable and super rare
2: Hmm. Yeah, and I had the the novelization of Raiders and Temple of Doom.
1: Okay, I've got those in a three book omnibus set with, yeah, gotcha. with uh, Crusade.
2: Yeah. But just like weird ones like that. Yeah. There was a period of time where I would get the books and read them before before I went to see the movie. Mm -hmm. So I did that with like Rambo and Lost Boys. I think I read Lost Boys before I went to see the movie.
1: I did that with for a while when WWE first started making original movies. Yeah. Like they did the Marine. They did that Kane horror movie, See No Evil. Mm -hmm. Um, There was something else. I got the novels first and read them and then watched the movie and it's like never do that again.
2: Because the movies always suck after you've read the book. They do because the book's. Give
1: you so much more detail and they go into the characters' heads and shit. Yeah, once you watch the movie, it's like, where's all the good shit?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I would always kind of like meld the two together. It was almost like the Mandela effect of like this part's in the movie, but it really wasn't. It was in the book, mm-hmm. you know, but I, it's part of my memory of seeing the movie that I saw this on the
1: screen, but it really wasn't there. I sort of have that sometimes with episode one. I didn't mention it in the commentary, but I do. You know yeah. that scene in the episode one novel where Anakin spends the night out. Oh, in the yeah. With the, desert? with the sand people. Mm-hmm, and the sand people kind of protect him a yeah. little bit. Uh-huh. Every once in a while I watch the movie and be like, oh, yeah, that's not in there, is it?
2: Oh, wow. That's a weird one.
1: I don't know why, but that scene specifically really has stuck with me.
2: Huh. Speaking of... God damn, what's going on up there? Jesus. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Star Wars novelizations, I can't wait for the fucking Rise of Skywalker one to come out.
1: Mm, Yeah. There's some shit I know that it's like, oh, and then there's some shit that has come out that it's like, oh. Oh no. Well, it's like that thing we already talked about, you know, with Ray being the son of a fucked up clone. Oh a fucked up clone, yeah. Where it's like
2: oh. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Really? That seems so less believable than than just
1: even fucking like mind tricking some broad into blowing him.
2: All right. Or not even just just jerk off in a Petri dish and turkey baster. You know what I'm saying?
1: I was going to say sling it up in her, but turkey baster works too.
2: Well, he could. He could, like, force lightning it up into her cooch.
1: it's out I just imagine a fucking monkey face dude fucking force lifting a thing up to a chicken. She's like, no, 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 and just rubbing it with the force. It's
2: gross. <laughs> gross.
1: You will enjoy it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, why Why would you? Uh, okay.
1: I'm telling you, dude, I'm still going to struggle with her being a fucking Palpatine. Yeah. That's the one thing that's always going to rub me wrong.
2: Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, I guess I'm semi-okay with it, but I would have rather she just stayed nobody, honestly.
1: Nobody or even a fucking Kenobi, as much as I didn't really like that either. Yeah. Way more palatable than, she's a fucking Palpatine.
2: That just seems so unlikely and so, I don't know.
1: Like you said, I think the other day, you were like, they went with the worst possible option and then they doubled down on it by being like, oh yeah, and her dad was a fucked up clone.
2: Yeah, pretty much. It was like somewhat palatable or somewhat passable. And then they're yeah. like, oh no, he's a clone.
1: <laughs> he was from the Bad Batch. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Which, <laughs> I mean, I guess if you really think about it, it makes more sense than him, you know, going out and banging some broad that it was like, this was something that and it makes kind of makes sense that they, that that's how it, it could have happened after he was dead, you know. That they yeah. were they were trying to build these bodies to house his spirit or whatever, and this one was fucked up, so they just cast him out, and then he went on to live his own life, and
1: and then they decided, no, we want him back. Mm. I don't know. It's just, I don't. Know, it's I don't like it.
2: Yeah, they should have just left it as nobody.
1: Yeah, I know
2: that reveal was way more powerful than than the Palpatine reveal.
1: Yeah, and. Like I said before, don't get me wrong, I did like the movie.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, definitely. I liked
1: it way fucking more than I thought I would, but you know, it's, it's just like, it's yeah, the yeah. fucking worst option.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, we're picked. just picking. We're picking nits now.
1: Oh, well, I mean. I mean, it's a pretty I big will. nit.
2: It's a pretty big nit, but.
1: Exactly, yeah. But, but we're picking it. I, that's the one thing that's always going to stick out is like.
2: Ugh. Right, that's what it is. It sticks out, yeah.
1: And I'll say this, it's better than episode two.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: But still, it's just like... Ugh. Speaking in episode two, though, fucking Clone Wars, yo. Yeah.
2: I still have not watched last night's, though. Uh,
1: okay, I, I won't spoil that, because there's just one thing I really want to talk about. Okay. The fucking... In episode two of the Clone Wars, season seven, mm-hmm. where fucking Kenobi is like, did you tell Padme I said hi? And Anakin's like, you mother
2: So yeah, I told you all along that he fucking knew. Yeah. Told you he fucking knew.
1: It makes sense when he's like, because I said to you, I was like, dude, that fucking scene Mm -hmm. alone gives so much more weight to Mm -hmm. Anakin's the father, isn't he? I'm so sorry. Yeah. But it's like, oh my fucking God, that's so good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I I knew. I've always said that he knew. People are like, he didn't know. How could he have known? He would have been so mad and he would have stopped it. I'm like, no, he wouldn't have. I bet you he wouldn't.
1: Well, you know... Somebody was talking about that. I saw on Twitter either yesterday or today. Somebody was like, fucking bullshit the uh, Kenobi didn't stop it. And they showed that scene from uh, Clone Wars, I want to say season two, where Obi-Wan was like, yeah, uh, Master Qui-Gon and I, we were stationed on Mandalore and mm-hmm. I kind of got close with Satine. Mm-hmm. Anakin was like... Huh? Sounds romantic, and Kenobi looks at him like you fucker. Mm-hmm. Cause that look on Kenobi's face is just like, I know what the fuck you're doing, God damn you Mm
2: -hmm. yeah because that i mean it was almost like he was telling him that because he knew that he was doing Mm -hmm. the same thing yeah that was kind of his way of saying like this is a mistake don't do it
1: yeah like i know what you're doing i understand why you're doing it take it from my experience Mm -hmm. don't fucking do it Mm -hmm. and anakin's like oh i done did
2: (laughs) yeah no i done been up in that twice Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm
1: And then, you know, you remember back to uh, that, what the fuck, those stupid ass shorts they were doing.
2: Oh, yeah. The uh, forces of destiny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And you see that even Ahsoka knew. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you all fucking saw this happening and nobody was like, we got to stop this. You're like, oh, fuck it. What's the worst that can happen?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Apparently a lot. What's the worst that could happen? All them babies are dead.
2: (laughs) Yeah. He's going to Chris Benoit this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) callback
1: the first callback of the second era (laughs) (laughs) oh that's dark Yep. i appreciate that (laughs) yeah oh it's so good though
2: it is really good it's really good to have it back like we were talking about the animation is like even next level from where they the last time we saw it
1: it's fucking bullshit isn't it like how fucking good it is yeah It's, it's crazy dude
2: yeah, and they're just gonna tease us with like eight episodes or whatever, and then be like, nah, we're done for for real. Now we're done."
1: Yeah, they're gonna do twelve episodes.
2: Oh, it is twelve. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's three four episode arcs. Okay,
2: but I mean, like you said, this one that I haven't seen yet was only like nineteen minutes long.
1: With yeah, but at the same time, the other two were like a minute and a half longer than normal. So it's like it kind of evens out, but at the same time, it's like, oh, I see. Come on. Yeah but yeah the animation yeah and the camera work too like mm. I told you it almost feels like they mocapped all of these episodes mm-hmm. because in a way it feels like you know the CG Tintin movie the fluidity of the movement yeah, and shit right. it feels like that
2: I was really impressed with like how much their mouths sync up to the dialogue now yeah it's pretty crazy I mean, it was always pretty good, but now it's like even the most subtle movements of their lips and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, like they said, this is fucking almost ten years worth of story and animation and all that shit brought together into one. Because mm. this gets to the benefit; these twelve episodes get to benefit from six up or six seasons of Clone Wars, four seasons of Rebels, and two seasons of Resistance. True. So they've got all those fucking structural techniques, all those lighting techniques, all those camera techniques. And Dave even said, like, I learned a lot directing that episode of Mando yeah. on how to move cameras and shit like that. So it's like, eh, it makes sense. It makes sense. But yeah, it is. It's fucking bullshit how stunning it is at times. Mm-hmm. It almost makes me think of like, what if they would go back now and redo the early episodes?
2: I've thought about that too. I wonder if they would ever do that, go back and like remaster them.
1: I mean, I doubt it, but still it's amazing to think about if just they took like the structural shit and the camera movements and redid it do mm-hmm. don't change any of the content just yeah that. yeah
2: no no it would be like the um, the star trek special edition yes exactly where they just like added some better effects you know
1: yeah they just cleaned it up and added better effects yeah oh
2: fuck yeah yeah if they were replaced so those wood carving models with the new assets
1: mhm which let me check time real quick okay I want to talk about Star Trek, but that's a deep, deep conversation.
2: Oh, okay. Well, then maybe we got to...
1: Yeah. Oh, d- d- did I... You can cut this if you want, but I meant to do a joke corner at the top. No, you didn't. Okay. I know, but you can cut it if you want. But I want you to leave this part in. If it got cut, it's because Fitz was like, oh, dude.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: But I don't give a fuck. I'm proud of this joke. I know Angie's tired of hearing it.
2: Oh, God. she's heard it multiple times
1: she has because i told it to her once and then i told it to her family when we went and saw the ij movie okay and surprisingly her daughter and her husband thought it was fucking hilarious but play the theme song now if no joke happens after that you know what's up (laughs) But And I, I know I told you this before, but I just want to say it on the pod because, like I said, I'm proud of it. Mm-hmm. I finally figured out why they call cyclists cyclists. Do you remember mm-hmm. this joke yet? No. Because pedal file sounds oh. bad.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you <he> told <laughs> me this. I, saw, I heard this one. because pedal file sounds bad yeah Yeah. that's not that's a pretty clever one actually
1: i thought so that's like fucking maximum punnage and angie's like ugh.
2: yeah no it's not like a knee slapper but it's pretty clever
1: dude fuck you i have been laughing about that (laughs) for a month I like I've been rewording it and trying mm-hmm. to come at it from every angle to make it just so it sings. And mm-hmm. I, at this point, I'm happy with it. You're
2: really working it, huh?
1: Mm-hmm. I want it to hit as hard as it can because I love that joke. <laughs> so if you hear any fucking stand-up make that joke, we're all gonna get on their nuts because I wrote that shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I am. I'm really proud of that. I know I shouldn't be, but I don't give a fuck.
2: No, that was a pretty good one. You should be proud of that one. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. Is there anything else you want to talk about real quick, or you want to just pull Um, the ripcord on this bitch? No, I think I'm good. I think that was good. It was a good
2: first episode
1: back. Yeah. Oh, real quick. Let's just talk about the Patreon thing real quick. Okay. We... trying to figure out how to get into this without sounding like an a-hole. The original plan, at least for me, was on our anniversary to try and launch a Patreon, Mm -hmm. and the whole point was gonna be a lot of podcasts they do patreons and then once they do it's they sort of like ah, fuck the free shit let's work on this stuff mm-hmm. and we definitely didn't want to do that no but at this point too was like you've got so much crazy shit going on it's also been like well that seems kind of shitty you know yeah to be like well we're not putting out much free content but at the same time it's not us being like you know because of patreon right so i wanted to leave it up to you our Knights of Nerd Blitzer! And, uh, kinda just let us know if you would be interested in that, because secretly, I've been recording shit for like two years with people.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've banked a whole bunch of stuff in, in preparation for this.
1: Yeah, because I've been wanting to do it for a while because it's just like, I wanted more experience because more experience would make this better, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, like, you've got all of the Just Jump to the End back catalog that's not available anywhere. That's right. So it would be a way to get that out there instead of being like, here's 20 fucking episodes on Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult to try and figure out what a fair price for that would be mm-hmm. because it's like it's it's 20 episodes. Right. So the question to you are... Knights of Nerd, let ...is if you would be interested in that or if you want us to hold on to it. Because we also have Comic-Con that we can drop there. That's true. So... Yeah, so give us your thoughts on that, gang. I've got an idea, too, for a show that I want to do on there, and I've we've recorded a couple with Angie, because she's not... If you listen to, like, 90 and 91 or whatever that was where she was on, she's like, fuck is this nerd shit. Mm-hmm. But it's a nerd boot camp where I, like, sit her down and be like, no, this is what a Star Wars is. And then I give her a quiz, like, we talked about Superman, Mm -hmm. and I gave her a quiz about that, and oh, she fucked it up, and it's hilarious. (laughs) Gives me a chance to be a nerd bully to somebody else.
2: Oh, that's (laughs) nice for a change of pace. And a girl, too. That's
1: Oh, yeah, so it makes me look like an even bigger (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) shitheel. But it's fun. So, yeah, let us know what you think about that, gang. But yeah, there's that.
2: Yep, And we're going to try to get on more of a regular schedule again, but I know there's going to be at least a week, a month, that's... Like a no go. Yeah. If the last three weeks was any indication or any yeah barometer to go by
1: and like commentaries yeah that's been on hold but i want to just make people aware of this the next commentary you are going to hear is going to be temple of doom whenever we get to record that that is mm-hmm. what the next one's going to be we're not going to be like well you know originally in fucking may we were supposed to do this if it has to wait till may it has to wait till may but it will be temple of doom right so have no fear on that front either is there any other housekeeping like that we need to get out of the way mm, i don't think so oh okay then i'll wrap up with this before i do thank yous i just wanted to give a shout out to at spider scooby because he's had some really fucking rough shit go down recently yeah
2: it seems to be in the water
1: no fucking shit i've been saying that for like fucking five years it's like what the fuck is going on
2: mm-hmm it really does feel like the world's just falling apart
1: it really fucking does dude it's crazy but um yeah if anybody wants to just shoot him a tweet or something and just be like yo hope shit's better that'd be cool but yeah he got some really fucked up shit going down
2: yeah that sucks
1: so yeah time for thank yous huh yep it was a pretty good episode back yeah it was good free form conversation Yeah, and you got plenty of shit to look forward to, gang, trust me. Mm -hmm. But anywho, thank yous. As per usual, go to at the J Sarge for opening music, at Sherry Archinoff for our logo for this and the commentaries, at J P Montgomery for taking those pictures of the lovely Lady Logan, and at Looking for Eight for our Knights of Nerd, let's Design. Now time for our shit. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud. Find everything we do at nerdblitz.com. Get yourself some merch by going to redbubble.com people slash nerdblitz slash portfolio. Get yourself some extra audio if you feel like it by going to tsdjproductions.bandcamp.com. There's five albums up there. And back to what I was talking about earlier, if we do launch a Patreon, I did actually record something else that I wanted to... Well, fuck it, I'll just tell you. I recorded the first chapter of Reanimator. Oh in a uh with the irish accent which actually i want you to listen to that and tell me how you think it sounds okay but um i recorded that and who boy there's two things we can do with that one you can just listen to the actual thing that will produce or you can listen to my like hour-long file of me being like of herbert west my motherfucker you're stupid
2: (laughs) and trust me (laughs) i did the the laughing bird and so i cut that so, I heard all that shit. No, it, you
1: did in, in the vault and heard all of
2: it. In the vault, that's right, that's right.
1: Yeah, I cleaned up the laughing Yeah,
2: tub. that's right. It was in the vault. Yeah, it was fucking brutal. <laughs> <laughs> this guy fucking hates himself like you wouldn't believe.
1: That's what I told you. I was thinking about it afterwards, after that went out, and I was like, maybe I should have cut that, because I don't know if anybody, even you, needs to see that deeply.
2: Yeah, the whole time I'm talking to my computer going, dude, just chill out, man. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Take it easy.
1: I, like I said, that was like a nearly hour-long file. I think I cut it down to like 12 minutes. Yeah. So that tells you just how bad it was. Mm-hmm. And it's fucked up, too, because there were certain points where it's like, I stay in the Irish accent. And I'm like, i heard heard West, my friend, and you fucking retard! <laughs> <laughs> so, it's even worse than what you heard, because I'm breaking myself in two voices. Oh my. Yeah. So, uh, if you're interested in that, vote yes on a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, Bandcamp, tsdjproductions.bandcamp.com, five, five, five albums, Camping Trip, the Pilots, the Laughing Bird, the DCCU album, and HP Lovecrafts in the Vault for 5 4 3 5 and $1 respectively other than that i am at the scooby doom you are
2: at fitzman 73
1: and together on both the twitter on the insta sham we're at nerd blitz pod i don't know i just felt like doing it in that voice it's all right anywho i think that's good i think that's it yeah so we're back back in the new york group. no no still not buying that song Mm-mm. nope no how about we're back in the saddle again oh not that one either Oh, Mm -mm. so just no singing, flat Mm -mm. no singing, huh? Nope, nope, nope. All right, fine. Bye. Come back next time. Our sanity depends on it. (laughs) This has been a feature of JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions.